Welcome to the Liberty Block. This is Alu Axelman. I'd like to do a podcast today on the article that we published on January 29th. I published this a month and a half ago already. So this is a part of our series on articles of secession. And we have uh, the book over here. It's a little booklet I wrote and it answers all of the most common questions about New Hampshire secession specifically. And I'm also making all the articles available online for free on libertyblock.com. So I kind of take the 10, 15 most common questions. I'm constantly updating it. I'm taking the most common questions about New Hampshire independence, the real serious questions that concerns because it's a complicated issue. And I'm answering them in every article called Articles of Secession. In this installment, we'll be talking about taxes and welfare. And the article on libertyblock.com that I'll put in the show notes, it starts with a question asked by Alwan Asaro, who was the committee chairman. He's the chairman of the House Committee of State Federal Relations, which, of course, was the committee who had the hearing for CACR 32 a few weeks ago. The one hearing in the House was in this committee. And the chairman of the committee asked, will we throw grandma out of the nursing home? He really asked that verbatim in the hearing. Um, he kind of assumed, like a lot of people assume that all welfare is federal. Now, a lot is federal, a lot is state-based. Um, so, so you no, know, he has a point there, and that's why I said the article. It's a reasonable question, for sure. Currently, the biggest welfare programs that this, this hypothetical grandma in the nursing home is receiving, the biggest programs are Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security. Those three, I would assume, are the biggest, I think, unless I'm missing something. Um, Social Security is federal. However, unlike most federal programs, this would certainly not go away, almost certainly not go away once we leave the union. Because once we leave the union, this person would no longer be an American citizen. Well, they might still be a citizen, but New Hampshire would not be in the union. And there's a question that some people, I think, purposely lied. I think the Shays, who is um, a typical dirty politician, and he doesn't mind lying, he said he knows for sure that people would not receive Social Security if they're not in the United States anymore, which is patently false. The United States government sends Social Security checks to people in every country that they can send a check to. The exceptions are North Korea because they can't send a check to North Korea and Cuba because they can't send a check to Cuba. I think there's no mechanism for sending it to, to that government or, or getting a check into that country or something. Um, but once you leave North Korea, if you choose to move there for some reason, once you leave, you'll get all your social security checks. So that that's that out of the way. So social security, you paid into, you get it back. You know, it is what it is. It's very simple. So if we leave the union, well, it will be the same as moving to Canada or China or any other country. Grandma will still get her social security checks just the same. If you paid into it, she will get exactly what she would have gotten anyway. So that's no difference. And they purposely lied in the hearing. We tried to correct them, but they don't care. They don't listen. They just talk. So, so that's a non-issue. So social security, nothing changes. In fact, the only difference is that you wouldn't be taxed for social security anymore. Um, and that tax doesn't just affect me. Of course, I pay 6.2%. My employer pays 6.2%. So really my income is paying uh, 12.4% for social security. But it's not just me because the elderly, those who are retired, they receive social security checks. They pay a tax on that check. Because even though you pay taxes into it, your whole life, then you get a bit of a back. Since you are technically getting money in the form of a social security check, the federal government considers that income. 
So whenever you get money, they take some of it, even if it's the money that you gave to them and they're giving back to you. So when you get money, unless you are super duper poor, if you, if you are like below the poverty line or, or super low and you, you make essentially no money, then you, you may not, um, you may be eligible to, to uh, not be caught by that tax. It wouldn't apply to you. All right, that's Social Security. The other two big programs are Medicaid and Medicare. Medicare is federal, so yes, it would go away. It's a federal welfare program. So um, we'll, we'll pick that up later, but in general, the program wouldn't necessarily exist anymore because it's federal, so it wouldn't exist on a state level. Um, Medicaid is, is a joint program between the, the federal government and state governments. It's administered by the state, but it's, it's funded around 70%, give or take, depending on the state, funded by the federal government majority. So that the program would still exist, but yes, a lot of the funding comes from DC technically. So, um, you know, it would still exist. It would uh, cease to exist once we have the union, but um, the states would have to pick up the tab or, or reform it in some other way. Now, as far as um, Medicare, I think, look, I, we mentioned in the article, part of the negotiations, and again, nobody's deluding themselves into thinking you have no plan, there will be no negotiations. This will be like the most complicated breakup. No more complicated than divorce, and divorce can be very complicated. Um, this will be one of the more complicated breakups, but still it's for the best. People get divorced, even though they have millions in assets, and they have seven kids and five dogs and cars and homes and properties and assets and, and uh, retirement accounts and investment accounts. They still get divorced when they are killing each other, right? So divorce sucks, but killing each other and being miserable is worse. So let's get that out of the way. It's not easy, it's not the ideal thing, but it is the best scenario, getting divorced. If your husband's beating you, getting divorced is the best scenario, even if it's complicated, even if you don't know exactly who will get the kids and prim primary custody and all that. So, so nobody's looting themselves into thinking there will be plenty of you know months or years of very complicated, rigorous um, uh, negotiations. So let's get at that other way. Now, in the negotiations, one of the things that'll be negotiated, one of the important things, will be what happens to those who really can't work anymore. Those who are, you know, 87 years old and have dementia and are in a nursing home or some other kind of elderly care because they can't care for themselves. They paid into Medicare their entire lives. They worked 50 years. They did the right thing. They expected to get it. They were kind of promised to get Medicare. And that's why they didn't necessarily save up millions of dollars for their retirement. They, they were relying on Medicare. Um, part of the negotiations, assuming we have decent people at, at the negotiating table, for New Hampshire would be to make sure those people are taken care of. Now, the federal government might, the D.C. politicians might finally admit that they are cold, heartless, ruthless bastards, and they may not pay for grandma in a nursing home. And then, you know, it is what it is. It sucks. But then New Hampshire would pick up the tab and um, lower down in the article here, we, we explain what would happen if um, New Hampshire had to pick up the tab. New Hampshire is extremely uh, generous as a state. We give plenty of charity do plenty of volunteering, and we will help them out. Now, almost every old person will have family, friends, neighbors, religious communities, other affinity communities. They'll take care of them. If nobody else does, then again, either this, the state government, it's not ideal, I don't pay taxes, but the state government will take care of them. They'll you know, have their Medicaid take care of them. Medicaid may expand a little bit. Um, or people will voluntarily pitch in so that won't have to. Now, I heard a phenomenal idea that someone mentioned a few days ago, and um, I won't mention that just yet, but hopefully by the time this happens, probably within a few months, this program will be out there. And let's just say that this program will most likely 
totally take care of this problem. It'll solve this issue of people who really can't care for themselves because they are uh, too old or uh, disabled in some other way. It'll help them be, be taken care of. All right, let's see what else we have in this article. Yeah, so, I mean, another thing to mention is that we're currently already extremely generous in New Hampshire. And imagine how much more generous we can be when we're saving, you know, $20,000 a year, 50, 80, $100,000 a year. If each of us maybe eventually a million dollars richer per year, we can give a few hundred thousand dollars each of us every year towards these charitable um, uh, institutions and, and to help the elderly and those who can't take care of themselves. How can I say so confidently that we'll be so much more prosperous? Well, two big reasons. Well, one massive reason and one super duper ultra massive reason. Massive reason is taxes. With no more federal taxes, yes, it's true the federal government would want to be giving more money to New Hampshire, most likely zero money. Um, now they do send us to, to the state government, the New Hampshire government, state budget is 6 billion a year, two or 3 billion comes from DC. Now, how much do we send them? It's very hard to figure out how much we send them with all our taxes combined, all federal taxes. But I saw something in the neighborhood of around 15 billion. So one five, 15 billion. Whereas they send the state government back three billion, two or 3 billion, and they send individuals back a few bucks here and there for social security and Medicare. So it's hard to say exactly how much they send it to the state government and to municipalities because there are a lot of grants and um, individual welfare to people. So it's I have not found any way to, to calculate it. If you can find a way, please let me know. But I, I haven't seen figures. But once we are no longer paying $15 billion a year taxes, we're going to be $15, a year, $15 billion a year richer. But that that's nothing. You know, the taxes is nothing compared to regulations. The regulatory costs, the federal government just ham hamstringing, restricting businesses in New Hampshire costs us billions, maybe a trillion dollars, because in 2013, it was two trillion. I mean, all know how inflation is. Let's go, Brandon. The inflation is, they just admitted it's 8% annualized per year right now. And that's what the government says, the federal government just now. You think it's probably closer to 10, 15, 20, 30% um, annual inflation right now. So two trillion in 2013, if you do the calculations, might be three trillion or more already, but also regulations have increased, right? That was 2013. That was, what, like uh, halfway through Obama, or the majority of way. O Obama implemented a lot more regulations. Trump actually cut some, which is rare, but but um, o Biden, I'm sure, is back to regulating us to death. So it cost us trillions, the T, trillions. Once we no longer have to pay, once businesses are afraid to run their business without hiring 100 lawyers, 100 OSHA compliance officers, 100 labor compliance officers, and all kinds of these costs that they have to pass on to consumers and costs that just make the business so much more expensive to run, they will be saving billions or maybe even a trillion dollars in New Hampshire. So that cost will you know, be retained in New Hampshire. We'll, we'll keep that money instead of sending it out to uh, lawyers and regulators who don't necessarily live in the states. We're sending money out of the state. Um, also, you know, all the, the fines that, that the federal uh, regulatory agencies do find these people with, that's, again, more money we would not be paying to them. So we would have billions more dollars right now. I don't, you know, the, the GDP of New Hampshire already would be uh, the GDP per capita is one of the best. Uh, the um, the income per capita overall quality of life is among the best in the world already for nations in the world. But once we no longer have federal taxes or regulations, I'm confident we would be maybe top five as far as GDP per capita, income per capita um, in the world. So I think we'd be doing this fine, meaning we can we can take care of those who really can't take care of themselves. But wait, there's more. Currently, New Hampshire, 
the state government and local governments in New Hampshire have a few programs that allow them to raise money without taxes. And I've talked about this. There was a bill, I think it was House Bill 1339 or something. Um, I'll double check right here um, for you here. It was a bill that would have allowed or encouraged the state government and local governments to, no, sorry, House Bill 1189, 1189. And I'll link the article here too. It was a bill that would have encouraged the state government to raise more revenue without taxes. So there are ways to raise revenue. There's ways to get money. There's taxes, meaning you can steal it. So you can steal it or extort it, or you can get it voluntarily. When I get money, I do it voluntarily. I just helped someone out. I, I got a few um, BCH. So I, I got some real money in crypto, unlike the FRS. So I did something for them, it was a service, it was food earned them, and they just paid me. So, or you can use what the government does and use a gun and raise by force, right? So the state government currently employs various methods to raise revenue without taxes. And as we leave the union, we would be so much more free ideologically and legally to expand these programs. So one of them is a lottery. This raised over $2 billion over the last few decades for the state government. They use it primarily for education. Um, there are bonds, of course, which um, is, is raising revenue via via um, kind of borrowing, but by selling bonds, it's essentially a loan. There's fee for service, and they can go simple if you want to earn money. Provide us with a service, we will pay you at the point of service. So, um, New Hampshire, for instance, the state government operates 82 liquor and wine stores throughout the state. State government operates them, and in 2016, they made 160 million dollars in profits. So maybe they're approaching a billion dollars a year in profit. That, that's incredible. Remember, the whole state budget is six billion. So if they can raise, you know, a few hundred million from just their liquor and wine stores, they can raise money voluntarily. They've done it before. So when I told the, the House Ways and Means Committee that the state government can and does already raise money voluntarily, and none of them besides Alan Burstein understood the concept, well, they all they need to do is look at the lottery system, which makes billions, and the liquor and wine stores, which makes hundreds of millions. All right, advertising. And this is the big one. So you can make a few billion here, a few hundred million there. But advertising is where I think is the biggest cash cow, to be honest. Um, currently, I, I have a few articles about this. So I'll link you here, so we'll talk about it at length. But suffice it to say that companies in the United States spend $200 billion a year on advertising, which I thought was more. I would think would be the trillions. But companies, obviously, Google, Amazon, small companies, big companies, they spend billions to advertise to people. Obviously, we've all seen YouTube ad. That's companies paying to advertise. I know you, you young people understand it, but some of the, the older ones on the Raising Means Committee didn't understand this. So if the state government owns many buildings and vehicles, which I know New Hampshire state government does, they own maybe dozens or hundreds or thousands of buildings and vehicles, there is no reason why they can't rent out, lease every single square inch of every single piece of property, every building, every road, every vehicle, everything they have. Lease it out to the highest bidder for advertisements and make $5 billion, $10, $100 billion a year. It's every building really can function as a billboard if you want to. So if you give me you know, 10,000 billboards, I'm pretty sure I can make a few billion dollars a year. It's not that hard. Bid to the highest bidder for advertising. And using this method, if the state government does it, I'm pretty sure they can raise the full six billion or a lot more per year. And then we can have massive, robust government services, including tons of welfare, especially for those who really need it, like grandma and nursing home we started the article with. Um, and we won't have to raise taxes or even have any taxes. We can lower taxes. So when people say, you know, the, the 
people think they're really smart. And a few people, legislators said in this hearing for CACR 32, the legislation that would have put independence on the ballot for us to vote on. Someone said, um, secession is the quickest way to an income tax because you see, once we no longer get money from the feds, we're, you know, we have an income tax federally and then they send somebody back, we're not to do it internally. We'll have to have an income tax internally for the state because we have no state income tax right now. And then we'll have to, you know, have an income tax to pay for certain services. I hear what they're saying, but again, if we implement these other programs simultaneously as we leave the union, we totally don't need that. In fact, we can lower taxes and eliminate all taxes. Because again, we've proven if the state government can raise $6 billion a year, we don't need taxes. If they can raise it with, with other means. So, and I have some pictures of in the article of police already using advertisements to raise money um, in Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, an example of a park bench, we've all seen the plaques on park benches. So if you want you know, a new park in town, private companies can pay for advertising and then it'll tap and they can fund the park. Um, we have sponsor a highway and adopt a highway over here. We have buses from the MTA. It's not in New Hampshire, it's in New York, but New York's the best example of this, I believe. One of the things New York does well is the MTA, which is run by the city and state government, I believe, of New York. They have their, their buses and trains and bus stops and subways. I mean, this is tattooed in advertisements all over the bus. They're probably making, I don't know, maybe hundreds of millions or billions a year because they're seen by a lot of people. Those are prime real estate grants. Um, I also have an example of a lottery ticket here in New Hampshire. Um, I think all 50 states, the state government operates lottery systems. And like I said earlier, I think they make hundreds of millions of dollars a year in profit from that. Uh, but going a step further over here, I have a little, what's that? That's a Liberty Block logo. That's the square, the L and B um, over here. The L and the B on the lottery ticket. The lottery ticket, you know, they're printed. They already have a ton of colors. It probably wouldn't cost much more to print some ads on them, especially if it's a, a run for a full month or a full year, if you sell an ad for, for a few months or a year sell ad space on the lottery ticket so you can make money while you're making money and not spending money. So it, this could be a double money maker. So yeah, here it says lucky gold doubler. That's the kind of lottery ticket here. But yeah, you can really double up your, your money because you can sell ad space on the lottery ticket to any company that wants to advertise. The lottery tickets are seen by a lot of people, um, especially when you're advertising them on, on you know, the front of your media store. We sell lottery tickets and it says all these things on it. If it says you know a little Amazon thing on the side of it, Amazon might pay a few billion dollars to the state for that, who knows? So you can make money while you're making money. So let's see if I have anything else here in the article before we go. Um, yeah, you know, you know, I mentioned that the state government could also you know, just shrink or abolish its government school system, which is, I think, the biggest expenditure. It's, um, you know, a few billion dollars a year, I believe, or yeah, uh, $1.5 billion. So I write in the article, uh, the budget could be trimmed by another 1.5 billion if the state government stopped funding government schools. And the local governments in New Hampshire, the towns and cities, spend another $3 billion a year on government schools, I believe. So yeah, collectively collectively, as in the state, we can say $4.5 billion by abolishing the government indoctrination system. So that's another idea for you're cutting it. But again, we don't have to, to be honest. I would love to get rid of you know government services and schools because they indoctrinate kids and they, they do all kinds of other horrible things to kids from corona fascism to sexual abuse and everything in between. And they they don't even educate them very well. But we don't even have to cut things to be honest because we can fund it with, with non-tax methods, with voluntary revenue. So uh, the last thing I think I'll touch upon is, is the book. Well, I mentioned the book and in the article I have a link to the book. It's called Articles of Succession on Amazon. And it's only like $6 or something. It's pretty cheap. It's a small booklet. It's like 15,000 words. It's not that small, but it answers all these questions. So I think I have around nine or 10 chapters in it now and it answers all those common questions and 
If you have a question I have not yet answered, please let me know. Email me at alu at libertyblock.com. That's A-L-U at libertyblock.com. And ask me the question I haven't answered yet. I love fielding questions. As you guys know, unlike some others, like uh, the Jays and the other tyrants, I'm happy to take questions 24-7. I, I love talking, debating, discussing this with people. Um, if you ask me a question, most likely I've heard it, but if you have, so please email me or tell me, call, message me, text me anytime with any questions about independence. I love talking about New Hampshire independence. I love New Hampshire and ABC. Thank you very much. Check out libertyblock.com for more and have a great day.